Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. In today's episode, I'm talking about stress, baby. That's stress with a capital. We all hate stress, but guess what? It's ever present in our day-to-day lives, now more so than ever in my understanding of history, ever in all of history. But who knows? We don't know what the Romans were dealing with, I guess, but they didn't have cell phones, y'all, as far as we know. So we're really stressed out and we don't know what to do with it. So this is the beginning of a mini series that I'm going to be putting on about stress. This is the first one all about stress inoculation, how to inoculate yourself from stress by adding more stress to your life. It sounds crazy. It sounds counterintuitive, but guess what? It works. Not because I say so, but because it's true. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Andrew's love in the house, in your house, in your mind. Think about it. I recorded this. It's in the ether. It's in invisible realm. And now it's in your ears. It's in your head. That's crazy, isn't it? It's just sounds that have been recorded. And then, so, okay, sounds, kind of invisible waves going into some recording device, plugged into some machine, sent into some internet, which what's that? And then projected outside of some machine into your ears. And there it is. Craziness. Craziness. Don't worry, I'm sane. I just had that realization. Okay, chill. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about stress. Okay, and what I've decided to do here is do kind of like a mini series on stress because it's so important. And it's a recurring theme in pretty much everybody's life. And it's a huge contributor to people doing regrettable things, namely porn, masturbation, acting out in all varieties of ways, binge watching Netflix, whatever. It's so much of it at the root of it is stress, but a lot of people don't understand, well, what's at the root of stress, okay? And so because of that, I will do another episode with Benji for sure on a different subtopic about stress. I think it'd be good for us to talk about different methods, ways that we've coped with stress. I have some very specific tools that I've been using, and we can go into that. But today I wanted to talk about stress inoculation, which is something that you've most likely never heard of, but you've actually probably been doing it without you even knowing. You didn't have a name for it, and therefore you didn't know how it was impacting you positively, okay? And so I want to unpack this a bit. But you have to understand, okay, we are more stressed out than ever before as a human race. And the reason is that we are living more unnaturally than ever before. There's a whole movement called grounding that I was exposed to a few years back. And it's, <laughs> it's this revolutionary concept that you need to go out in nature and touch things that are alive more. Like, take your shoes off and walk out in the forest. And people are like, oh, that's so weird. And it's like, well, no, that's the most natural thing in the world. And then the question that they ask in this movement is like, when was the last time your feet were on something that was alive? And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. I'm always either indoors, and if my shoes are off, then I'm inside and there's linoleum or wood or tile or something. Or I'm outside on concrete, which is still not really alive, and I have shoes on. So at no point 
am I touching anything that's alive? So that's just one kind of movement that's been growing. But all of these, there's like this proliferation of movements that are emerging out of a need for us to live more naturally, more akin to how we used to live and more akin to how our bodies and minds are designed. We're living in a very unnatural state, if you think about it. Every aspect of us is very unnatural. From the food that we eat, the amount of sitting that we do every day, our weird sleeping schedule, the amount of blue light that we're exposed to from our screens, our lack of human connection, our perpetual exposure to chemicals and stuff like waves, like our internet. Where's the internet? It's flying all around you, right? I was just talking about that. Like when you have Wi-Fi, there's waves, okay? How is that impacting us? Who knows? I don't know. But I can tell you that it's not the most natural thing in the world. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is just, we have radio waves. We have all sorts of waves that are from satellites and all this stuff, okay? So what does this do to us? It creates a life where we're completely off kilter, where we're not natural. There's courses now that teach you how to breathe because we don't breathe well enough. Why don't we breathe well enough? Because we don't sit up, we slouch. Because we are stressed out in our minds and it stresses out our bodies and we speak from our throats instead of our sacrums, kind of like your belly. When you breathe well, you're supposed to breathe from your belly, not your chest, your belly. But when you think about all this stuff, it's like it's just these little things, little by little by little, our thoughts, our food, our sleep, how much caffeine we have, all these things lead to a life where we are stressed out, okay? And so like I said, in another episode, I think Benji and I can unpack some really helpful tools for you to deal with stress. But I wanted to talk to you about adding more stress to your life intentionally as a way of learning how to cope with stress better. It's this really cool thing that I've been doing for years, and it's based off of psychological method, but it requires you to really want to deal with stress, okay? And to deal with stress, there's kind of many avenues to kind of tackle, to go down, okay? And I want to talk about first what this has to do with high noon. I thought this is all about sex, right? Well, guess what? It does. When you are stressed out, you're in fight or flight. You're not in rest and repair. You're not in a good state. So you want a quick fix because you're not thinking. I had this conversation with my son a little while ago about you don't have access to your brain. You cut off your frontal lobe. You cut off like your logical mind when you're stressed out, when you're angry, when you're highly emotional. Your body's just trying to survive when you're stressed. So you don't have access to thinking logically. So you're just looking at that point for any way, the closest way possible to get rid of this feeling of stress. Some people reach for prescription pills. Some people reach for their phones. Both are numbing agents that don't deal with the stress at its root cause, okay? So let me get into stress inoculation. I think that's enough high-level theory. Let's get into the specifics. Let's unpack this puppy, okay? So stress inoculation, the longer name is stress inoculation training, SIT. Sit, which is kind of apt because part of what you need to do is just sit and chill. So what is it? It's a psychological method of coping with stress. It's the introduction of kind of something harmful and intentional, just like a vaccine. 
the theory behind vaccines is you introduce somebody with a virus or with something harmful to your body, but you do it in a small dose like malaria. You introduce a small bit of malaria, it makes you a little bit sick instead of getting the full malaria, which makes you crazy sick. So that's the theory behind those things. And I don't want to get into the politics of that. I really, really don't. But I just want to give you like a comparison. So this is very similar where in stress inoculation training, you sequester stress, you section it off and you do it in a very intentional way in a place of your choosing, in a time of your choosing. And you say, I'm going to do this. And what you're doing is you're giving yourself resilience during stress. You're giving yourself the capacity to keep your mind, to keep your wits about you while you are simultaneously being stressed out. Okay? So there's three steps to the process of becoming more resistant to stress. Okay? The first one is conceptualization. And that is very important if you're going to conquer stress, you need to form a new relationship with stress. You need to think differently and feel differently about that. But in order to do that, you have to know that that's even possible. A lot of people just think, oh, I'm stressed. I'm a really stressed out kind of person. And that's how they identify. So that's the reality that they form for themselves. They don't even know that it's possible to change. So the first thing is to conceptualize the fact that stress is very much optional. Sometimes environmentally, it will come to you, but you don't have to stay in stress. You can deal with stress at a very high level, higher than you can ever imagine if you train yourself. So the first step is understanding that that is possible. The second one is learning about the techniques that are available and then choosing the right cocktail of techniques that you want to use to inoculate stress. And then the third step is practicing these techniques in a very scientific way, which means to have a hypothesis. Okay, I think that I want to try these different combinations of stress inoculation, and don't worry, I'm going to get into them. I will tell you a bunch of different types, okay? But I'm going to choose these three for this amount of time. I'm going to do them every day, and I'm going to do them even when I don't feel like it, because I have a feeling that this is true. What Andrew's talking about and what this psychological method has been proven to show is real and effective. I'm going to try it for, let's say, 40 days. Every day I'm going to do these three things and I will last until the end. And at the end of it, I will stop. I will observe how did it go. I will review the data and then I will iterate and try it again in a new way, at a better way. So I'll keep what worked and I'll change what didn't, this kind of thing. If you do this, you will absolutely guarantee yourself to get results, okay? Now, what are the different types of stress that you can use to do this SIT, this stress inoculation training? Well, one is cold showers, everybody. And this is what I was talking about before. It's like a lot of you didn't even know you were doing it, but you were doing it. So cold showers, used to be relegated to the religious sphere. Only religious zealots, I say zealots, but I know other people say zealots. I'm going to stick with zealots. Like religious enthusiasts, only they would do, like monks and people like that would do cold showers. They were crazy people. And it was in self-nullification, you know? It was like, I wanted to destroy my body so that my spirit can overcome. 
Well, it sounds extreme, but guess what? It's very practical. And nowadays, like Silicon Valley executives, all those kind of people who are biohackers, they're all doing this as well. It's actually trendy now in society. I'll get into the details as to why. There's also meditation, there's fasting, there's even stretching your physical body is stressing your body out to a degree, which I'll get into. And then exercise is a form of this. And then there's a secret bonus one that I want to tell you about that I've never done, but sounds crazy. So let's unpack first cold showers. Think about this for a second. When you are about to go have a cold shower, how do you feel? When you are ready, you're naked, you're sitting or you're standing, I should say. Trust me, I stand in the shower. That was not some weird Freudian slip, just stupidity. When you're standing under the shower head and your hand is on the dial, ready, to release that icy cold water. Are you like exuberant? Are you so excited? You There's a giant smile on your face or are you like, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Well, chances are in the beginning, especially, you are tense, you're worried, you're trying to create every reason possible. Any excuse that you can conjure out of the cosmos, just pluck one out of the heavens just some excuse, some reason why you don't have to do this because this is stupid and maybe I'll get sick. Oh my God, what am I doing? This has to be crazy. I'll do it tomorrow. Whatever. There's a million excuses that pop up in your head. All this is a form of stress. It's a form of resistance. Okay? Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player, or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. And when you learn how to train your mind to be like, guess what? It's just cold water. And you just do it. And you calm your mind. You calm your thoughts that are freaking out. They're like running in every direction. You just calmly bring them back. And you say, there, there. It's going to be okay. It's just water. I'm made of water. It'll be okay, right? When you can calm yourself down and do it. That's the first step. But when you start to do it regularly, you realize that you can control how you relate with the stress. You can start to think positively about the cold shower. You can say, hey, this is actually really helping me. I like cold showers. It's really not that bad. You can get into your head. Even while the cold water is coming on to you, I've learned that when I'm really well-trained, because I've been doing this for over 10 years, okay? Every time I have a shower, I'd like to say every day, don't take a shower every day, sorry. But every time I do have a shower, I start with a cold shower for the most part. I took a two-year break a few years back, but I'm back on it. And it's amazing because when I took that two-year break, when I came back to cold showers, that fear came back. I thought I had overcome it permanently. No, no, I had to retrain myself. But now when I have cold showers, honestly, I know, oh, it'll be fine. And the goal is to not even let my body react when the cold water hits it that I don't get tense because I can actually control that because guess what? We can all control that because it's not that bad because I've told myself that enough that I believe it and I've experienced it and now it's just true. It's just true. So now in the heat of the cold, which is a weird juxtaposition of words, when it's freezing cold, 
My mind is calm and clear, and my body is relaxed. I'm not hyperventilating. Why? Because I'm controlling my breathing. I'm controlling my mind. This is stress inoculation, okay? Imagine that. Now, meditation, something like meditation is just forcing yourself. A lot of people that I've studied under say a huge result for meditation is not whether you had some transcendental state where you received the secrets to the cosmos, but instead the fact that you could just sit down for 45 minutes straight, even though your mind wanted to have every excuse, oh, no, I need to cook, I need to do this, I need to, no, you just calm it down and you're just sitting there is a huge win, okay? Because what are you doing? You're inoculating the stress of being still. And somehow that stresses us out in this modern world. So stillness is stress inoculation. Fasting, guess what? Stress inoculation. Stretching your body, I said it'd come back to that, but that is like, imagine you don't wanna stretch because in the beginning it hurts, but the more that you do, you still have like incremental gains and when you do it kind of hurts and you kind of don't want to do it the more you do it it feels better you just have to get past those voices in your head okay exercise same thing when you start exercising it's such a drag everything feels terrible you feel sore the next day but after a while your body craves it okay so the theme in all of these that i mentioned your mind doesn't want you to. It gets really stressed out, and that stress then gets passed on to your body. You start to, in the case of cold showers, kind of hyperventilate a little bit. You breathe very shallow in a shallow way. Your heart palpitates, all this, but you can learn how to calm yourself down. Meditation, same thing. Your mind is running around. You want to move. You calm yourself down. Fasting. Oh, I'm going to die. I need to eat. You know, your body actually kind of thinks it's dying. You can calm it down with your mind. All of these things are very similar. It's learning how to control your body and your emotions with your mind. This is the power of stress inoculation, okay? And the bonus one that I wanted to tell you about was I heard about monks who trained in meditation for hours and hours while listening to the sounds of explosions, like it's irksome at least, and it's traumatizing at worst. The sounds of explosions are the sounds of destruction. It's the sound of, it's not peaceful. It's the antithesis of peace. It's chaos, right? Manifested. And so they would learn how to retain a peaceful mind and a peaceful state of being neurochemically throughout the body. They were Zen, in Zen mode while listening to bombs. And so they tested this out, that they trained them to do this, to practice getting into that Zen state with these really terrible sounds. And then when they went out into the world and they heard, they would create these environments where they would hear random explosions or gunshots or whatever, they wouldn't react. Their nervous system had been trained to not react to those sounds, which is really cool. I mean, it's not good if you live in the city because you it's supposed to give you adrenaline so you get out of danger. But imagine this. Imagine doing the same training as a parent. It's like, okay, can I learn how to be zen when my kids are whining? Because I have the tendency, if they're whining, to get frustrated. Now we're both in a negative state. But stress inoculation is learning how to train yourself to be cool as a cucumber, even in stressful states. 
So you introduce yourself to the cold shower. You introduce yourself to the fasting whatever so that you can train your mind to do what you want even in chaotic moments. Even when you're desperately thinking about a snack that you can bring your mind back and focus on what you want to focus on so that you've controlled that environment. But guess what? Now when you're in the city and you're in traffic, somebody cuts you off and you want to yell at them, you can calm yourself down. It's the same brain. It's the same mechanisms that you're using and now they're well-trained. So the dividends run exponentially in every direction, okay? See, here's what I've been doing specifically for the past few years in terms of stress inoculation. I've been, like I said, doing cold showers. And what I do is I'll have a normal shower because guess what? You cannot get a lather with a cold shower. That means you can't really wash your hair. It sucks. I've tried it. It doesn't work. So I'll start with a hot shower to actually have a functional shower so I don't smell bad. But at the end of every shower for 60 seconds, I will introduce stress to different parts of my body by doing full cold, all the way cold. That's on my back, on my head, under both arms, on my front, and one more. It's like 10 seconds, 10 seconds, because I realized personally that after 10 seconds, it stops feeling cold at all. And so then I will notice, oh, well, if I move to this position, that hasn't been exposed to cold yet. And then I'm just as scared as the first position in the second position. So it's like really effective. So that's what I've been doing for the past decade. That really has been helpful to keep me focused. And fun story about that is one time I was doing kind of missions work and I had such a clean track record of being the kind of militant guy who was out there all day, every day, given everything I had and never complaining, this kind of thing. And then one day I woke up and I was sick. I was 100% sick. I told kind of my leader at that time, hey, I'm sick. I'm going to take the day off and just recover. And he said, you're not sick. And I was like, pardon me? He said, yeah, you're not sick. It's in your head. I was like, no, I can feel it. I'm like an adult. At that point, I was like nearly 30. I was like, I think I know what sickness feels like. I can guarantee you I'm sick from a first-hand experience perspective. I'm sick. And he's like, you're not sick. It's like, oh my goodness gracious. He's like, listen, go have a cold shower, then come out and tell me to my face that you're sick. And I was like, oh my God, this is like medieval torture. I was like, fine, I'll do it. You know, kind of begrudgingly, fine, 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 fine. So I went to the shower and I was positive that I'm wasting my time. I'm going to get even sicker. Go in, have my cold shower. Halfway through the cold shower, I'm like, damn it, he was right. <laughs> I wasn't sick. It's completely in my head. For whatever reason, and I'm not, this is not a prescription for you to do every time you get sick because there's sometimes when you're actually sick, but he called me out. Somehow he knew that I wasn't sick. And so it was just all in my head. And I came out and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just smiled. So I've been doing this and you will find that if you do cold showers for a long period of time, you'll even have your days where like, not today. Those are the days when I really try to catch myself and do extra because it means that my mind's getting a little bit cocky and it thinks that it can trick my mind. I've been doing meditation for the past five years consistently, but I've been sloppy, I've got to say, over the past maybe five months, truth be told. Traveling and a bunch of stuff got in the way and I haven't found a good rhythm. And so that's something that I really want to get back to. But for about four years straight, every morning and every evening, and many times I didn't want to, 
And I would just do it and I would always feel better after I did it. And then eventually I'd get into a groove too where I would crave it because it just felt good. And then the last thing I've been doing consistently is different types of breathing. Okay, there's upper breathing and downer breathing. For upper breathing, the Wim Hof method is really stressful to me. But every time I do it, I feel tremendous. And I don't do it every day, but especially if I'm starting to feel sick, I'll do the Wim Hof method. And you can just Google that. It's really intense breathing for 30 breaths in, 30 breaths out, and you do different sets. And when you do it in the beginning, it's really kind of stressful on your body, but that's the whole point, actually. There's a lot of science on it. I would really recommend looking at it. And the second thing that I've been doing more recently is somatic breathing, which is very similar. And there's different styles, but it's also, in many cases, stressing your body out with breath to release white blood cells to give you this really wonderful feeling throughout your body. So I've been doing those three things consistently. But like I said, if you look into this and you take those examples that I mentioned, create your own cocktail, create your own hypothesis, test it out for a certain period of time and see how it goes. So what have the outcomes been? I'm going to wrap this up. Well, first of all, just to note that like with all things, like when you feel out of shape and you go to the gym, you don't see results right away, especially if you haven't worked out in a really long time. It takes a while to really start to see the results. Same with this. You know, if you're going to learn how to deal with stress, it's going to take a while before this starts to feel comfortable and before you really start to see the dividends, which are feeling less stressed in life, okay? So in the beginning, it's just like you're adding more stress to your life, which is, who wants that? But if you understand that there's every reason to do this, then you'll get through the difficult initial stages where it seems like a net loss. But here's the thing is you do learn on the other side. The outcomes for me are I would regularly have outbursts where I was too stressed out. And, you know, little kids just acting out, not knowing how to handle all this input. I'm a very empathetic person and I'm really sensitive to people's energy. So I would feel it and absorb it all and it'd be too much. And then I would eventually just explode and either yell at somebody in my family or just feel like a complete failure in life. And for the past four years, especially, I've been having more kids in that time. That was my third kid came into the world. I've been able to cope with that in such a better way where I'm stressed out so less often, okay? And not only that, but I just feel like I'm in more control. If I do feel that stress accumulating, I know exactly what to do in the moment to deal with it. So that is it in a nutshell. I know this is a lot of details, but this is really important to try stress inoculation in a very specific method, meaning time frame, hypothesis, observation, iteration. If you do this, you will get better at stress. If you can get better at stress, you'll be more comfortable in your own skin and you will act out less because guess what? You are now more in control of your life. I hope this was helpful. God bless you, everybody. Hey, everybody, Andrew Love here. And I just wanted to let you know that we have completely revamped our offering known as the Ascend Program. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that the Ascend program has been our flagship porn recovery program for years. And we've added a lot of content, we've tweaked things here and there, but recently we've completely done an overhaul in terms of our approach to recovery. And here's why. 
You see, originally we tried to appeal to everybody and we just let everybody come in. Anybody who said that they wanted to tackle porn, we just let them join. And there's a very low barrier of entry. But what we found was that a lot of people who thought they were ready to tackle their porn addiction or who kind of wanted to, they didn't always show up in the best way and they in many cases brought the group dynamic down and so what we've done is we've made the barrier of entry a little higher and in turn we've made our offering much more powerful let me explain so when you sign up now there is a small fee for everybody to sign up but you get that money back once you finish that quarter it's in kind of an escrow as a challenge for you to take your time more seriously because if you put money into something and you're only going to get it back out if you really try if you really attend your classes if you really do all the work then guess what your motivation to do that work is much higher so that's the first thing. Second thing is we are, of course, offering our weekly call groups as a part of the Ascend program. So you'll have your group that you meet with every single week, and that's super important. But in addition to that, you're going to get daily accountability. You'll be able to message with somebody every single day in order to stay on track with your North Star goal. And more than that, every quarter you get two one-on-one -on -one calls with a high noon staff. That is a one-on-one -on -one call where we do a deep dive into where you're at and where you're going. And we help you to diagnose precisely what actions will be most useful for your time, for your energy, so that you can get the biggest results for your energy spent. So we are doing our best here at Highland to make sure that you grow the most in the shortest amount of time. It's all a part of our new roadmap that we've created. Anyway, we've been doing this for a while, but we are always getting better and better. And this quarter, the first quarter in 2023, is going to be monumental. So please sign up for this Ascend program. Take it super seriously and just watch what happens. Watch how your life transforms in a short period of time.